Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jackie. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees rewatching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we are celebrating the 20th anniversary of the suspense thriller Joyride with special guest Zoe from Some Like It Pop. Welcome, Zoe. Hey, what's up, y'all? <laughs> so happy to have you on. Are you guys ready to go on a joyride? We're ready. <laughs> joyride. So ready. <laughs> <laughs> joyride follows three young adults as they road trip from Colorado to New Jersey and find themselves talking to a trucker on their CB radio. Things quickly become a game of life or death as the trucker, who is the butt of a cruel prank, seeks revenge. It started as a joke. Now the joke is on them. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> the movie stars our late great Paul Walker, Steve Zahn, Lili Sobieski. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it is what it is. Ted Levine and Matthew Kimbrough. Written by Clay Tarver and my boy J.J. Abrams. But me and J.J. are going to have to have a separate conversation during this episode. <laughs> and directed by John Dahl. If you want to watch this movie after listening to the podcast, you can check it out on Amazon. It is $3.99 to rent or $7.99 to buy. It is also on YouTube for $3.99 to rent as well. All and right. then Danielle Venmos you because she accidentally rents it on your account. <laughs> I was like, I, I said it in my head, like, okay, make sure you change accounts when you do it on YouTube. And I got distracted. You know, same old, same old. <laughs> but before we get get started let's get into our ratings rewind so you know the drill before we get into the movie we'll reveal the rating our y2k versions of ourselves we give then at the end we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating our scale consists of would buy it would buy it again the best would play it on repeat five day rental would watch again two day rental eh, okay but nothing to write home about and same day rental. Throw it in the trash. So, ladies, what are your Y2K ratings? Now, Zoe, I think this is a little bit different because are I believe you're a first timer to this movie, correct? Yes. And also when this movie came out, I was three years old. <laughs> why you gotta hurt us like this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why you gotta, I gotta put why it out you gotta there? Do I have to put it out there. So I definitely would not have been watching this movie. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. We welcome all generations here to shit shit on our age. No worries. I I am not shitting on your age. I'm just putting it out for the audience. You're right, because I'm keeping you around because you keep me young. You know, as I said, as I said, I've now deemed myself as the resident young person a la Pete Davidson of SNL. I am the resident young person of the No Late Fees podcast. And and our producer, Serena, my sister, because yes. if she hears okay. this, she Perfect. might kill me. So yes, Serena, you are always numero uno. All right. So for now, we're going to have to skip over Zoe because this is our first time. Jackie? Um, I'm pretty sure I own this movie. Of course you do. <laughs> okay, um, for me, for me, uh, I don't remember much. <laughs> it was a two-day rental and i say this because i know the movie existed i know i saw it 
that's it today <laughs> that's it fair enough all right let's get into it uh, <laughs> so just just to set the scene I did, did some research because there wasn't a ton of like cool facts about this one so I, I dug a little deeper and I found out that the script for this movie was written by my boy J.J. Abrams and Clay Tarver and they allegedly based this on a true story from 1984 where two friends were on a road trip and they stood up to an abrasive trucker in a bar only to be stopped by the trucker during the rest of their road trip the discovery of a rusty nail stuck in their tire after they spent the night in the motel was the inspiration for the name Rusty Nail, who we know as our boogeyman in this movie, which I thought that's interesting. That is interesting. The movie had a budget of $23 million and- <laughs> Where? <laughs> yes. Where? Where was this budget? No Don't clue. Know. Um, and it made $21 million US and $37 million worldwide. I mean, they came out ahead. Yeah. Hey, it's better than some, but I don't. Yeah. yeah. So I did some math because. <laughs> She's been mathing. What, rare. Never happens. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do math. I'm gay. I don't know math. I don't know numbers. <laughs> like it just, it's not there. Um, but I was like, okay, when did Fast and Furious come out? Same and year. It actually, and it came out. Yes. It came out like June. And this movie, I think, came out like probably September, October, I'm assuming. Right. But yeah, because I had to look, I had to look because I was like, listen, if there's Paul Walker in a car, like I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how I knew I was like, I'm game. Like I unironically love the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, same. It's it's a staple. Listen, yeah. Everyone's family. We got Vin Diesel. We got everyone. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just a good time. Like I just need to see people driving fast cars. Yeah. And we don't know why people keep trusting them over and over. <laughs> Let's start. Where, where yes. do we start with this this wonderful um, Okay, movie? so the opening credits. I also made a note. They're <laughs> fucking weird. Okay, so I my roommate watched like maybe 20 minutes of this with me. And my first, I literally not even a minute into the movie. I paused it and I was like, this looks exactly like, the opening sequence looks exactly like the piracy, it's a crime, you say? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Where it's like, you know, you wouldn't steal a car. Like it looked, ex- and I, so I had to like look it up and I was like, this looks exactly like it. I couldn't, like the font, everything. I couldn't, it just looks exactly like I it. I hate it. Just when- like blurry, like cop car flashy lights. <laughs> There's like weird audio that kind of like you tune out, but it's like <laughs> police chatter and stuff. And, like it just, Makes no sense at all. <laughs> um, but when we do finally see Paul Walker, he is on the phone and he, he's, and it, it did give me the vibes because it's like, you don't see anybody on a real old phone anymore. And he was you know, um, caking, as we like to call it, with the girl on the phone cheesing from ear to ear because he's you know really excited and on the other end is um Venna Venna, because you know I was about to say Lily uh (laughs) is Venna who apparently is his hometown hottie crush and what my first note says (laughs) 
which she friend zoned him. Yes, she did. So they're not together, but he is trying to get his in. And she, I like how she like slowly says, oh, by the way, I broke up with my boyfriend. Oh, word, you're free. Oh, word, um, let me just drive like across <laughs> the country. That was the second note I made of who named these people? We, right absolutely I, like lewis i can get on board for like, whatever um then we have vena which i spelled vanna <laughs> until halfway through the movie then i realized i kept going just vena 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 all i kept thinking about was varicose vein i don't know why <laughs> okay for the rest of the episode she's varicose vein <laughs> Every, everybody, welcome to the stage, Varicose Bane. <laughs> That's her CB handle, is Varicose yes! Bane. Oh yeah. my god, I was saying for like a drag name, but that, yes, that's also, like, but I couldn't get over Fuller? Come on. Fuller, which that, I do know that's a, a joke. Fuller. I do know a Fuller, but it is name. not a real name. <laughs> that's like a nickname. It's not a real name. Uh, maybe it and was then a nickname. And then Charlotte is fine. Yeah. 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 Why? But it was like... What? Why these names? Thank you. What happened to a good old Brad, Latina? Right? You know, John. <laughs> right. I want to know why she's just in her underwear. With because beads. of course. Be- because of course. Yeah. <laughs> what are what are women in like slasher shitty horror movies if they're not in their underwear or like? braless no shirt on what are they oh she was that later well she was braless in a tank top later too yeah if i'm not seeing nipples it's not a slasher movie (laughs) did it even happen was this a real movie i saw (laughs) right meanwhile i'm sitting here in my men's (laughs) grogu me undies sleep shorts and they have pockets and i'm in my glorious muumuu from the myrtle collection so um I'm I'm in my uniform which is always which is always a sweatshirt and uh like black workout shorts even though I don't work out yes I, I love, love that I, I used to love just sitting in my underwear playing with beads and talking about how I broke some man's heart and yeah, uh, the beads were weird Ugh. so Venna tells uh I was Lewis. Gonna, Lewis I was gonna call uh-huh. okay Venna tells Lewis that, oh, it's such a shame because I'm so heartbroken for breaking some man's heart and I just need some time to just think things through. I wish I could go on a road trip and I had a car. And he's like, I got a car. And he kept looking at this plane ticket. And I said, Lord Jesus, it, it might have been a few years ago, but there's no way a plane ticket equals enough money for a car. Danielle, he bought a beater. For a car. Like, how much was that plane ticket, Jackie? Like two hundred dollars? No, no. If it's a refundable, they're more expensive to begin. Listen, I would say conservatively that ticket was worth at least five hundred, but anywhere between five and seven hundred, depending on when he bought it. So did he use this magic Mastercard? That's what I'm calling it. Did he use the magic Mastercard to pay for the rest? Because this wasn't adding up for me. Okay. Yeah. I also like I did take like 10 15 minutes trying to look up like what how much the car would have been I also was wondering the same thing 
I was very confused. So yes, he decides. And then, well, and then he's like talking full volume. He has a fucking roommate who's got finals. He got up at he 6 a.m. He threw him the CD Walkman and told him to go about his business. He was talking to his lady. Listen. It wasn't his lady. <laughs> Listen, when you're down bad, <laughs> sometimes you have to drive to Colorado. <laughs> And pick up Which, the hot girl that friends that, don't did you. Okay, yeah. that, was the, that was the third note that I wrote down was in movie and TV, only five colleges exist. We have Berkeley, mm-hmm. NYU, yep. Harvard, yep. Columbia, Yale. and Yale. Yeah, those are the ones. Yeah. And, or random state college. Yes. Yes. Which I was like, okay, like University of Colorado repre- represent, like that we have that here, but you know, it's usually it's like only five colleges exist. It's like you know, uh, random. I would, I, I, I got into Harvard. Like it's yeah. always. I what? Like it's that. hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All I know is I would have told that bitch that I see her at home. <laughs> what are we doing here? I'm not spending half my break driving to come get your bitch ass who friend zoned me thirsty he needs yeah. to go get some gatoring my, my other thing was what do you think paul walker's studying in college here because i wrote down i think that he was an english major with like a minor in business i don't know what hotties get degrees in he said he was there on scholarship i'm going some like sort of musician like what a musical major i feel like we would have saw the the instrument somewhere in the car nasa and he he needed room for his lady did you just say nasa all right <laughs> moving on he's majoring um, in cb radio technology yes <laughs> so then he has to call his mom and be like by the way i pawned my plane ticket i'm driving home and she's just like oh that's fine your brother got arrested in salt lake city <laughs> and he's just like fuck man and so he knows because he is in his heart a good guy he's just trying to be like do the right thing and he knows it's going to make his mom happy to go bust his brother out of jail and bring his ass home although he does like i'm dropping you off in denver which was really weird and random yeah i don't know why that was the chosen location well probably because he's like i'm gonna go pick up my girl and i'm leaving you here and then me and my girl are going together and after his brother's behavior in this movie, I don't blame him. And 100%. He, he should have stuck yeah. to that plan. The fourth note that I took down in this movie <laughs> was Fuller sucks. Yes. Fuller, like, a full thousand stop. percent sucks. And, and I love Steve Zahn. Yeah. And he did a really good job in this role. He did. But He's, Fuller sucks. I put, in what world is Steve and Paul Walker brothers? <laughs> I mean, you where know, is the genetic? No, look at look at my picture. Okay, I'm gonna move over, for y'all. <laughs> that's Paul, and that's Steve. Okay, again, Paul. See, no, it is bad enough. Well, apparently, in this movie, they're brothers, and his they brother are. is a shithead, pretty much yes. like the screw up, the black sheep. Hence his CB name. Mm. And as you said earlier, Jackie, that Paul Walker was wanting to make his mom happy hence mama's boy so um (laughs) um he uses a real map yes i drive to salt lake i put oh maps exclamation mark (laughs) there are so many like things in this movie i'm like 
oh yeah we used to do that when he like went to the payphone in the long long ago <laughs> he was at a payphone i was like oh lord that happens things that are happens. happening yeah um <laughs> also of note is anytime he paid for anything it was a carbon copy of the credit card Oof. and the receipt and i'm like i don't even remember those growing up where the hell was he where they're still using the carbon copy in the middle of nowhere i mean this movie station in salt lake city though i mean i remember that happening when i used my credit card though back in the day also did they have like a partnership with mastercard because usually usually it's some sort of like (laughs) play on mastercard like the thought that pops into my head is the friends episode where joey's like do you take mooster card like (laughs) it's always slightly different yeah but this was straight up mastercard i'm like and they use it a lot and they really made sure that you saw it so i'm just like it must have been been. yeah where else are they gonna get 23 million dollars because you (laughs) couldn't see it in this movie not at all i could have shot this for like twenty thousand dollars and that's paying talent 20 (laughs) 20 bucks i'm just saying like and so on my iphone and it definitely wasn't locations because they right they filmed in nevada utah nevada and utah and they were in cities and towns i'm not even making this up called battle mountain mm-hmm. fernley so funny story i know where fernley is because it my mom almost moved there she she decided to move to Dayton instead but like that highway 80 in Nevada as well that like you turn out of her development onto highway 80 so I'm like oh I know where that's that shit is middle of nowhere oh it's a hundred percent the middle of nowhere the town my mom lives in in Nevada one stoplight one stoplight hell to the no (laughs) wild mustangs running across the highway oh my god and like stop in traffic. We see Lewis bailing Fuller out of jail. Fuller never stops talking in this scene. And no. I'm like, I'm already done with him. I'm already done. He should have just stayed, just left him there. <laughs> yeah. I would have paid his bail and been like, okay, I'm on my way. Like, there's no need yeah. for me. You go fix your life. You haven't come home. Well, and, and he didn't really offer him a ride home. Fuller just assumed, oh, you're taking me home. And like, yeah, that is Louis true. Louis just can't say no. Yeah. And um, then they get into the car and they have a conversation and he kind of tells him, but the thing is, Fuller's not stupid. He's annoying, no. but he's not dumb. Like, he could be stupid and smart at the same time. I'll, I'll say that. But he looks in the glove compartment and sees that his brother had just bought this car. And as his brother's telling him the story that he's going to go see this girl that they, they both knew from growing up that he's, he puts two and two together like, oh, you've, you literally just bought this car so you can drive the girl who friend zoned you home. 100%. And so he reads him. He reads him well. And he's not his brother. He's not happy about it. <laughs> at all and here's another thing in what universe is someone going to friend zone paul walker i'm sorry right that is the least believable thing in this entire movie it's the most i was i not lately like steve zahn (laughs) yeah i i see it 100 (laughs) percent. like paul walker are you joking 
Those eyes, are you kidding me? He had me I could do without hello. the voice. What? I, he did not have me at hello. That oh, so what I go the- back and forth because like I really appreciate Walker and I do adore him, but that like surfer boy acts like the Keanu accent, syndrome. Oh, yeah, I just I'm like uh-huh. like some of the things he said, I'm like I can't like it's, just it's so just funny sit there and look pretty <laughs> like you don't need to talk to me I'm I don't listen though I'm not hearing the words <laughs> I don't even care what he's saying I'm not hearing it I'm just looking at the mouth and the rest of the body I don't know it is what it is you can't be perfect Jesus um, so continuing on they stop why did they stop to get gas they why did they to- stop the first time I think they went to get gas, but then it seemed like his brother knew, Fuller knew somebody that could fix something that was going on with the car and put the ham radio in or the CB radio. Sorry. I'm not sure, but they yes. stopped and they put the radio in and his brother was just and, like, and, and Lewis is on the payphone with Venna. Yeah. Um, just checking in. We still good for me to come get you and drive you. We good. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then Fuller is just, hey, we're gonna install this shit, drill a hole in your car. And this is where the plausibility just hits the ground for me because the, this was unnecessary. You did this so that we can have this scary person situation happen later, but okay. Yeah. Like, why didn't the car just come with the CV? Right. right, that would have been like a cool feature, like um Lewis would have been Lewis would have been like well what's this the guy's like oh that's a CB radio you know you could take it it take it or keep it whatever and then his brother would have been like oh I love these and hello why JJ I gotta be rewriting your shit JJ call on us talk to us we'll we'll help you I didn't think Um, I could get more mad at him after the Star Wars shit but we're not getting into that today As Danielle said, we immediately get the handles Mama's Boy for Lewis and Black Sheep for Fuller. And then um, we get, they're kind of figuring out how CB lingo works. You hear a bunch of codes that they're codes. like, and some of them are like, uh, you can, you, they'll tell you if a cop is on the road so mm-hmm. that they knew they could speed or not speed. That's kind of cool. That's Kojak with a Kodak is the code for there's a cop which is a play on the kojak tv show from back in the day mm-hmm. and then they start messing around some more and and fuller's like this is gonna be funny do a girl's voice and so then the handle candy cane is created Boo. as lewis <laughs> should have been nutmeg <laughs> if you know you know yes just it's so it, bad like it, it, i just, I I don't know why that was like an idea like and Fuller like a hundred percent committed like this is going to be the best thing ever listen it it just was kind of like isn't it funny when men act like women but they know they're not women like it literally (laughs) like you know what I mean like and it was completely like the high-pitched like just ha he did not he did not sound like a girl no he didn't he did not not commit it was very half-assed like I'm sorry but I I literally wrote down uh less than 10 minutes for misogyny like it it just it it was immediate and Uh, 
catfishing at its finest. Yeah. Well, the other thing was that I noticed, and there was a pattern where, you know, Lewis was always being pushed into doing things. He would say no. The pattern was that his brother could not accept no. And that wasn't just with yes. Lewis, but it also happened with Benna later. And we'll get into yes. it. Yeah. And Fuller became physical if he told him no. He yeah. was always punching him and like punching him fucking hard hard and oh. lewis is just like dude and i'm like paul yeah. walker i know it's lewis but paul walker you gonna let steve zahn pull up on a bitch like this i was not having like, it i'd be like get in the trunk yeah. like you yeah. either get on the side of the road or you get in the trunk because you're not gonna be hitting me while i'm trying to drive my new sweet ride <laughs> to pick up my lady friend <laughs> oh boy so then this conversation arises they kind of do this role playing where it's candy cane and then black sheep and they're gonna meet up later and it's all like this <laughs> weird romanticized conversation and then um we hear rusty nail get on voiced by buffalo bill himself and if you don't know who Buffalo Bill is, he is the very scary, scary person from Silence of the Lamb. Yes, Ted Levine is his name. And so he gets on and kind of his interest is piqued when he hears that Candy Cane is rendezvousing with Black Sheep later. And so <laughs> he kind of turns to, hey, let, let, let's let's get him to meet up with us. It'll be funny. Ha ha type thing. Yeah, they get to they lose connection with him with rusty nail as they're like playing mm -hmm. around with him they go to a hotel um and as lewis is sitting in the car and he hears um rusty nail come back on while his brother is having a really bad altercation with this absolute asshole racist man who is like just railing on the night manager of this motel and so his brother gets back to the car and sees that rusty nail is back on and he's like oh this is great let's talk to him and then he gets it in his head that oh you know what we're gonna do we're going to tell him to come to this hotel and give him the number of the the jackass i just interacted with and play a joke I understand wanting to like go after the uh, the racist asshole, but what I never understood was like Rusty didn't do anything for you no. to like. What did you think was going to happen? He's going to show up at this person's room and then be embarrassed, and you you get a laugh at like it, yeah, because it wasn't it really wasn't going to do anything to the asshole guy. He was just going to be like, in, in theory, it should have been like, oh, I'm sorry, you have the wrong room. And that's the end of it. Yeah. Whereas Rusty Nail would have been the one embarrassed because he was catfished. Yeah. And I just don't get like he he did nothing wrong. Yeah. After that, he went bad shit, but there was no catalyst for them to to pull this prank on him. I feel like this movie, this part of the plot at least, would have made more sense if these were like 15 year olds yeah because it mm. feels not like grown men right yeah. it feels like something a bunch of teeny boppers would do and then reap the the repercussions of them trying to play a prank that that not 
grown ass men. You know, when we meet, you know, this like racist man, whatever, it couldn't just be, wow, this guy's a piece of shit. It had to be this fat fuck. Like, da -da -da. like I was like, do we really have to? Like, I don't yeah. know. I, it was very much just like, oh, we can't only just be like, wow, this guy sucks. We have to be like all fat phobic about it. Like, it just, it was a lot. And, and I mean, it was hard to believe Fuller parks in a handicapped spot, acts handicapped yeah. to walk in. He's gimping it, as he said. Ridiculous. And then he's offended that this guy is like being racist. Like it didn't, it seemed out of character for Fuller because you're already full douche. Right. And now like, this is the line you draw. That's but the line you go and be fat phobic about like the racist asshole guy like it just didn't feel kosher right like if paul paul walker would have been the one yeah it would have yes, made sense to be annoyed where it's like oh all of a sudden fuller's like a champion of the people right like <laughs> well i think i think the writers had to figure out okay so we've made him such a dick he's done you know he's been he's gone against you know disabled people he's been fat phobic fat phobic um let's make him against racism because you know that we get a pat on the shoulder for that one and yeah. it's fine but at the same time let me not say that okay that was maybe there's two people of color who actually had a one one word or a line of, of yes. speaking why bring up this this guy's racism racism is bad but yet you have no real characters of color in your movie absolutely and again just it seeming like just from what we know so far fuller it didn't make any sense no no fell short he's um, an absolute douche <laughs> and they also told rusty nail to bring a bottle of pink champagne with him oh so unnecessary why? why are we wasting champagne because Chim obviously women would want pink champagnes. It's pink, right? Uh. Yeah. So they see um, Rusty Nail pull up and somehow they got the, the room right next door to room 17 where the asshole lives. And um, so they're listening through the wall. Fuller is full on giddy about this exchange that they, this muffled exchange they can hear. And um, Lewis is like, shit ain't right i need to call someone he calls the front office which i respect yeah and is like i heard something weird can you check on them and then they're like essentially like either someone picked up the phone and said they were fine or they didn't get an answer or whatever um and so then um they kind of call it a night and go to sleep and then the next morning lewis sees um, his brother outside talking to the cops yep so he knows something went down and his brother is just kind of lying, but also trying to figure out what the hell is going on. He, he at first assumes that the victim is Rusty Nail. That like the big, tall, racist guy beat the shit out of him or whatever. Right. And then he realizes, oh no, it's racist guy that's in a coma at the hospital. And for some reason, the cops think it's a good idea let me show you this man. See if I can scare tactic a confession out of you. I was also very surprised that Lewis confessed to the cops that they played the, the prank in the first place, how we got to where we are. 
um, I, I was like, oh, he told the truth. Cause usually in these scenarios, nobody tells the truth. And then they're like stuck and they're like, oh, we're digging a, a deeper hole for ourselves. Right. No, though. No, I right really- away. He was like, oh, oh, this is what happened. <laughs> yeah. so, well, they, they scare them straight. They take them into the hospital room. And this man, I literally paused it because I needed like the full visual effect the racist man is lying in a coma in a hospital bed. He literally has no jaw. You see upper teeth. You see upper teeth. You see his tongue hanging out and that is it. Zoe, have you seen somebody (laughs) lose the bottom of their jaw? I literally was like, no jaw. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got, I found it interesting. It was, I did not look in detail. I did not pause. I, I, <laughs> I, I did not collect $200. I kept going. Back on like, you know, Fuller getting all like excited about the prank and whatever. I literally wrote that. I said, Hey fellas, is it gay to prank call a random guy on a CB radio, pretend you're a woman and then prank him into going to see like, I, it was just like, it it was was just really funny like the just the elaborate schemes that came from like fuller but was just like you're getting like the gay jokes from him at the same time and like the misogyny from this guy but it's like it made sense I mean well I wrote in my note that they are bad at CB sexing (laughs) I also wrote down (laughs) I also wrote down like isn't this channel public like, yeah. I, like I was just picturing like just picturing you know I'm like on my job and then all of a sudden <laughs> like I'm just hearing like you know Candy Cane right. <laughs> Jackie, you like, made me piss myself <laughs> I'd be like pardon it is 2 p.m on a Tuesday <laughs> like <laughs> we are not out here CB sexing <laughs> right in public with an obvious man pretending to be a woman. Yeah, it was. It was no, my room. My vibes. roommate was like CB radio, like the one that truckers use. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the uh, next scene made me giddy. I like literally jumped up and yelled, "Bobby!" because I am an occasional Supernatural fan, and um, yeah, so he's in it. And he's he starts reaming them out just like Bobby would to the boys on Supernatural. So it felt nice. It felt good. Is that who that is? The police <laughs> officer man? Yes, that's who I knew is. I had seen his face before. <laughs> um so sorry, tells- Laura. <laughs> <laughs> so they he tells them he he reams them good. He tells them to get the hell out of Wyoming. And um they start to to go. <sighs> But then our our boy Rusty Nail, he's got it. <laughs> he catches the he catches up to them on the radio, whatever. And okay, this scene is frustrating for me because they realize now that Rusty Nail is pissed that he, he didn't kill the ripping guy. jaws off out in these Rip, streets. Yep, and he is pretty much like what the hell why he asked them like why did you guys do this and he's just trying to get clarity and all all they had to do was apologize and fuller was like fuck this shit he's such a such a double down and lewis is just like 
just I'm sorry. Just but you think you think men were gonna apologize? I'm sorry. Oh, I think that Lewis would have. Yeah. Not. He's like, I'm just trying to get to my girl in Colorado. I don't yeah. need this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I, the, I... Where the fuck is Wyoming? Like, how are they in Wyoming <laughs> when they're going from Berkeley to Colorado? But they I'm just realizing this now. Like, where's a map of the United States? Hold like, on. Because because that would have been like you're going up, right? I'm convinced. Yeah, to go. Where, where was his brother? Because he had to go get his brother, right? Salt Lake City, which is in Utah. Girl, Hold you on. know, me... I don't be mapping. <laughs> Utah, that's like down. So he went like this. Unless he went, I, he went down and then up. Unless I he misheard. Like, yeah. Did he say what? Because I thought he said no, Wyoming. No, I, I wrote down Wyoming. That's why I'm like, I don't understand. Also, he went from California to utah which makes sense through and it should have been utah straight to colorado they're right next to each other instead they went up to go down that doesn't make any sense i'm, Listen, pulling, up the, I'm pulling up the child map you know so oh, this I, one because that's my map i can't yeah. see Ge- geography <laughs> lessons <Here's> my map <laughs> yeah. um you know it's a classic whenever they're like, get out of these parts. Yes. Get out, get out of my town. Here. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. double checking my notes about Wyoming now. Cause I'm like well, Yeah, if you heard it. I want I you out it. of Wyoming before the sun goes down. Okay. Okay. I'm so, so fucking confused. They were in Utah. And where were they going? To Colorado. So why would Colorado? They- right. So maybe they were in a part of Utah. Okay, the only thing I can imagine, I don't know where Salt Lake City is, but I'm oh, guessing then, is where uh, that uh, big lake is. And I feel like <laughs> maybe you might cross into Wyoming as you're trying to get down to Colorado. Okay. Hold on, okay. let me do Salt Lake City too. I'm just going to do Denver. <laughs> we're on there. Well, you look oh, We're up. doing a deep dive. Yeah, continue on. It's fine. So um, he's asking to apologize. Fuller doubles down on his like douchery and says, no, hell no, I'm not. I'm not apologizing. And then Rusty says, well, y'all should get that fixed. And when they realize that, what is, what are you talking about? He's like, your tail light. And now they know this bitch is somewhere near them and they start to freak the fuck out. But this is the part of the movie that really just was getting to me. How long were they going to be driving at E? Like, wouldn't you have realized, because they started freaking out because they didn't know where the next exit was. You should have been already gathering these facts because you saw yeah. your gas tank was damn near E. And he was like, oh, the next stop is like, it should be coming up soon. And then you see a sign that says 78 miles. What was, what was happening? What, what was happening? And I'm sure that car was not eco-efficient. No. No. And then, um, okay, aside, I stand corrected because the fastest route to get from Salt Lake City to Denver is through Wyoming, which my brain does not compute, but <laughs> it's a half an hour uh, faster than going straight from Utah to Denver. Well, we did learn something then, I guess. All from right. Wyoming. The more you know. <laughs> the more, the yeah. more you know. <laughs> so um, then... They're fi- the thing that would annoy me in this movie is that Fuller would start yelling at his brother to do things that could not happen at the time. Like, <laughs> hurry up, go, go, go. Complete, 
complete younger sibling energy. Right. And he's the oldest sibling. So I'm like, what's happening here? Right. Danielle, is he like rated out fuller? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, he's, a, he's got a little bit of roided, roided out berry energy, but there's something else in there that I can't quite figure out. Can't, like, can't quite. Like chemical imbalance fuller is, yeah. it is where we're at. I, it, he, he was, he had a um, chaotic energy. I will say that. He does. Um, and so they, at the last minute, fuller's like in uh, Lewis's ear, like, pull off now, pull off now, pull off now, which I mean, smart maneuver because 18 wheelers can't drive like that. But also in this upcoming scene, freaking out about the ice truck man, which gave me Dexter vibes, but that's aside um, because they do run into another trucker and they freak out thinking it's, it's rusty now. The bitch drove by you in a black 18 wheeler. Did you not see his vehicle to know, like, that's what we need to look out for in the future? <laughs> Instead, we'd be scared of the ice truck man. I don't uh, understand. And that ice truck man was so sweet. So, like, they panic. Philip gas. They panic. Paul Walker throws the magic MasterCard when he's getting the gas, leaves yes. his MasterCard. <laughs> and I'll side note, he tries to call the cops. The cops have a voicemail, question mark. And then I he does the same thought he doesn't leave a message bitch what are we doing here what are we doing what are we doing it's that 90s uh horror energy where we just make all the wrong moves 100 percent of the time okay um so they hop in the car they're panicking they don't notice they're going down a dead end drive headlights behind them and um the headlights that they used in the movie were actually like aircraft lights i think oh that would make um, them hella bright for sure yes aircraft landing lights for extra brightness <laughs> um and so <laughs> that where the 20 million dollars went yes, yes. <laughs> headlights <laughs> um so then they um they get stuck and they're like trying to turn around and the ice truck man um, kind of blocks him in. And then he's like, hey, you forgot your credit card. He's a nice guy. His wife hates his mustache. That's where we're at. And so he gets back in his truck because he's done his good deed for the day and is like getting ready. He's backing down or backing up down the, the dead end area. And <sighs> poor ice truck man gets just plowed through by rusty nails 18 wheeler and so now lewis and fuller are panicking again there's lots of panicking in this movie and then so then they're trying to like evasive maneuvers somehow get stuck on the world's largest tree root (laughs) and can't like drive over i'm like someone get out of the car and push like this this is where fuller is like come on (laughs) stop the car car with me like come on I'm trying my best (laughs) this car is very low to the ground and I can't get over this giant ass tree root this isn't fast and the furious that is exactly franchise if we were in fast and the furious they would be flying over that tree (laughs) and like doing like a whole like 
180, like, in a whole thing. But this this is the wrong franchise, pal. <laughs> I'm just realizing when the 18-reeler plows through the ice truck, my brain registered why they why are there packing peanuts flying out of that truck? It was supposed to be ice. <laughs> so this is the second horror slasher thriller movie that we've seen where ice is not ice. So and I know what you did last summer. It was jello or something like gelatin, that. Gelatin, yeah. Gelatin. And now we have oh, packing peanuts. Packing peanuts. <laughs> at least at least gelatin. <laughs> probably i'm assuming at first glance you'd be like all right but like packing peanuts they're like white <laughs> so like i'm gonna have to rewatch that uh, again scene because this is, i'm like that's where the budget is again <laughs> it went that's, into packing peanuts <laughs> i'm just making a spreadsheet right now where are these line items of the budget all right. <laughs> okay anyway so um they're still over the tree root can't get gone and um rusty nail drives his car very slowly or his truck very slowly into their car and like lifts it up and is like crushing it and finally fuller i think it's on the cb and is like we're sorry we're sorry and so why does rusty nail back off is my question he had them pinned he could have killed them in movie over instead he's like oh no you're sorry okay cool we cool you gotta you gotta fake them out i have an i have a reenactment oh please ring ring hey man i got these fucking kids i need your help how do i handle them no problem you called the right guy me and my hook are ready to tell you how do you torture a bunch (laughs) of idiot teenagers you play with them and you go after them but then Take a step back and don't kill them right away. And then keep doing this a few times over and over again. Okay. It is thanks, like bye. the it, it is like the berry chase scene and I know what you did last summer. Yeah. And I know what you did last summer. This man plays with these kids like it's he's an animal and their food and he just he's playing with it pretty much. And it doesn't even make any goddamn sense. He like waits to kill them. I don't understand. Get the job done. You know? Yes. And so he backs up and he's gone. So they're like, cool. We avoided that situation. (laughs) And we see them the next day. They're getting their taillight fixed. And I guess like dents hammered out. I don't know. I don't know how that car was still drivable. It had a broken windshield. It was crushed on one side. And you see like minor scrapes on the side of the car is the only damage that. I would have had too much PTSD. There's no way I'm still driving on this road. I'm fucking getting on that plane and tell mm-hmm. him, bitch, I'll see you at home. I'll take you to the Olive Garden because we're family. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're in Colorado. Taillights fixed. We're picking up Vanna. Vena. We're picking Varicose up. Varicose veins. Varicose, Varicose veins. veins. Her roommate for next year in her tiny little Beamer why couldn't Venna get a ride home from her? Well, I guess she's going to San Antonio. She's going south. But anyway, um, Charlotte is like, hey, guys, nice to meet you. Takes off. Fuller was thirsty. First of all, he was thirsty for varicose veins when he saw her. Yes. And then Charlotte came and he was like, move over. And again, aggressively trying to get her to come on the trip. And she's like, I'm not interested. 
beat it by whatever. No means no. Yeah. I, Any- I wrote this down too. I said, Venna looks 15. Yeah. All I get. I, I, I am not a Lily Sobieski fan. All I see is Helen Hunt. I can't unsee it. She looks slightly cross-eyed. I'm sorry. This is going to sound horrible. She looks slightly cross-eyed. She has no facial expressions. And her her voice is so monotone that it makes it very difficult. Yes. So disinterested. Yes. Yes. Could not care less that she is acting in this movie. But that's how she always- Paul Walker- yeah is thirsting over me next yeah that's what it felt like and I'm like do you even want to be in this movie like literally I don't know who casted this movie I don't know either okay so then Venna is now driving she says thank you for picking me up it's the nicest thing anyone has ever done for me and then from the backseat I will say for all of the like dick maneuvers fuller pulls he has some one-liners and that it i can almost 100 percent guarantee you that is steve's on ad-libbing because he is he is hilarious and he is so witty and he pops up from the back and he (laughs) says (laughs) he says this is the part when you kiss the girl historically like he's just (laughs) like hey man you should have shot your shot like yeah (laughs) um so now we're just stopping at i will drive cross country for this girl but kissing her immediately nah (laughs) i'm a gentleman i'm a right (laughs) a gentleman who ain't getting none i may i may be down bad but (laughs) (laughs) right now i can't i can't i have to assert dominance yes (laughs) (laughs) so crazy so now we're in like a dive bar yep. in the middle of nowhere, it seems. They're taking shots. They're getting like fucking drunk. And all I can think of is like, you still have to drive tomorrow. <laughs> like who's DD in this situation? Because I bet you're out late and you're supposed to have an early morning. So y'all are waking up drunk, taking yeah. this many shots and drinking this many beers. I So go ahead. No, and Fuller is also a known alcoholic, pretty much. So why are you going to even start that situation as yep. a brother? Like, yep. okay, that was frustrating. Um, they have a cherry stem tying contest. Yeah, all um, the stupid shit, but yeah, it's dumb. But what really the meat and potatoes ends up happening is that those um, Lily, I'm sorry, varicose veins goes to get the, the bar to get another round um Lewis is in the bathroom and Fuller is playing with the jukebox and these guys start trying to hit on her aggressively and gross and when Lewis gets there to try to like man up but he's he's outnumbered you can see him keep on eyeing these guys they're really tight on him and he's like I know I can't take all these guys Mm -hmm. and so his brother also knowing that he cannot even help in this situation grabs varicose veins and is just like let's go let's get out of here but he says it like because he she he's like you don't like your name bitch get your bitch in check or whatever and so he comes over and he's like bitch I told you not to be over here and he grabs her and they run out and then um 
Lewis is able to follow along. And in this time, before this period, like this point in the movie happens, I do not think that Fuller is going to try to hit on varicose veins. But then in the moment at her door, he is like ready to hit on her. And he's like super close to her. And I don't know why she's not like, you need to back the fuck up. Yeah. Like even, even if she has no interest in Lewis, like you're in my fucking space and I don't appreciate it, but she's just like, and, and she's not, she's not completely like, like passive in it but it, she's not like standing hey, her ground stop. and I, I say there's two reasons maybe why one reason is that it's written by men yep or two as women sometimes it can be especially if a man is drinking you don't know like she really doesn't mm-hmm. know him very well um she just wants to get into her room. So yeah. she'll play it any way that she can just to like survive. And I think she had to like decide if she was going to be super aggressive about it or just try to like get her way in. And and luckily Lewis does come, but I, those are the only two reasons I could see um, why she would not be as aggressive as she should have. <laughs> so Lewis and Fuller go to their room. Lewis immediately passes out. Obviously, he's a lightweight, which I don't understand. Like, how can Verica's beans hold her liquor? Like, it was just like a weird dynamic. But anyway, but so- she does. She does say later that he doesn't drink much, and she's never seen him drink at that much ever. So I think that's, that's why true. he's a light- lightweight, and she's probably been drinking crazy at college. So she, they're in the bedroom. Lewis passes out. I don't understand movies where you're rooming with someone and you put porn on like is that a thing that do that too I thought I I don't know if guys do this but um, I would never be like hey guys adult channels let's put on some I wouldn't even be like hey guys 50 shades of gray is on hbo max let's watch that together like no but you're thinking from a female perspective men are super weird sometimes like that when you look at like some porn and how there are the, the gang bangs or the, the where there's like 80 of them and one girl like to me I think what is this what you got like you all have your dicks out right now straight alpha male just like complete yeah yeah but l- so like I, like I have said sometimes in straight culture I'm disconnected so I was like <laughs> I don't understand but I also was like, I don't think they're going to understand this either. Because it's just like, how are we supposed to know? Yeah. Yeah. Guys, if you're listening, explain. Explain. Is, is this, is this a, like a bonding activity that you do together? <laughs> like, I just don't understand. Do, is it a normal thing for you to be in a room with another guy, or even your brother or a cousin, and put on porn? Is that something you guys do? as inquiring minds want to know um so fuller another dick move he knows his brother's passed out so he's like oh so you and venner are just friends so you don't mind if i like go talk to her type thing okay good like he knows he's passed out but he's like asking permission in air quotes yeah so fucking weird so he goes 
uh, back to Venna's room and is aggressively trying to hit on her and like, oh, I brought more um, drinks. And she's like, nah, I'm good. And he's like, oh no, I make the best drinks, blah, blah, blah. Gets into her room. He makes her drinks. She She's drinking it. Like she's not protesting any longer. And then she goes on this weird tirade about like, you know, what's weird <laughs> is that no one knows we're here. Like it's all like, like a dream, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, is this bitch high? Like, yeah, I don't understand was, what's happening right now. It was super weird. And um, so when I tried to defend her earlier, <laughs> it went out the window at this point. Now I'm just going to say, okay, the real answer is it's written by men. Yes. Because there's no, in no way. Not from a safety standpoint. Everyone no. knows, no matter if you know the guy or not, if you've been drinking that much, if you can help it you know, things happen. I'm not blaming. It's not a woman's fault, but so much of the responsibility has to fall onto women to try to protect themselves because men will be men. A hundred percent. And even her, even her writing cross country with two men, like she knows one and like, they seem to be close, but like, now you have your brother. Who's this wild card acts erratic you just bailed him out of jail. Like, and now I'm supposed to feel safe riding in a car across country with y'all. Like I would have probably had Lewis in my room. Same. And Fuller by himself. Yep. To establish that, like I'm with Lewis just for, yeah. even, even if maybe I wasn't interested as much with Lewis just for safety, because yep. like you said, right. And because also there's probably going to most likely be two beds in there. And if not, Paul Walker would take the floor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just to also make her be like, feel comfortable in the the situation. And also like that rant, I was just like, well, I mean, you know that like the Clay Tarver or whatever and JJ Abrams, they were not like sober writing this movie. (laughs) So it like made sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you know, when they were writing this, they were just like, oh man, like they're the audience, they're going to like eat this up. Yes. <laughs> we, <laughs> we did not in fact eat this up. We no. have questions. Um, and so then Paul Walker still passed out in his room and the phone starts to ring. So he answers it and it's rusty nail. And he says, I thought you said there's no girl. And so he's immediately sober and yep. he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, um, what's she doing in the other room with your brother? It's so then he runs to the other room and he's like, that's a pretty excellent question. I'm like, oh, there goes that accent again. Like, I just can't. But he, <laughs> they have to let um, Veracruz Veins in on, like, there's this trucker fucking with us. And again, You can tell it's written by men because her reactions are not female driven reactions. She's literally like, okay, well, can you give me the whole story? I need to know how scared I should be. And then she's like, I just paid for this room. And then at some point when they find out when they're, they finally get out of there, they get in the car, they start to to drive. And then uh, like, when did he have time to do this? When did he have time to drive, stop, get some spray paint or paint and write from each um, sign 
look in the trunk look in the trunk you know what vibes it gave me in rat race the squirrel lady where it's like i told you you should have bought a squirrel and then it's like <laughs> over the cliff that's what vibes it gave me they but, really they really tried to make varicose vain they really tried to make her like not like other girls yes yes like which again is such a men like man written yeah thing she's she's the because, the every girl perfect girl i don't know right there's she doesn't yes. care if i'm watching porn <laughs> like she drinks like a man yeah she doesn't care that she's in danger she's not gonna immediately freak out and yeah. like Yes, you can write a strong female character. That's not it. <laughs> That's some weird shit that like- Very much male gaze. Yes. Yeah. So then they pull over and look in the trunk. All he's done is taken the CB, or I guess, did they uninstall the CB? Did they, pulled the, they pulled out their CB and threw it out the window Got at one it. point. And now he's he's given them a new one. I don't know if it's their old one or a new one. All they had to do was not put it in. I would have thrown it out again because I feel like, and I would have taken that damn wire out. All that shit would have been gone. I'd have been on the plane. I would have been here. <laughs> Just over it. Like, uh. So they, they hook up the CB, they start yelling at him and all sorts of stuff. And, and this is another line that does not make sense from Varicose Veins where she's like, why am I afraid of a radio? I'm like, bitch, there is a demented trucker after us. He is fucking with us. He spray painted on a bunch of signs like... You, you soon find out why you should be afraid of this fucker. You, you're going to learn. <laughs> Watch and wait, baby. Watch and wait. Watch and wait. About to find out. Um, um, so then, yeah, they, they're going back and forth with Rusty Nail. How did they get to the cornfield? Hold on. Oh, because, okay. So um, they're calling for candy cane and they're like we told you that was a made-up person and he's like no not my candy cane your candy cane i know vanna's there with or vanna i keep calling her vanna varicose vein <laughs> i know varicose is there with you um and then he goes into this weird tirade about how to like get rid of a corpse appropriately and you cut off the fingertips what? and you remove the jaw and you st- you n- label it in a jar i'm like what what is happening here like <laughs> come come through jeffrey dahmer yeah i'm like are we now john doe from seven like i don't get what's happening here and then he you start to hear like muffled women's cries in the background and Venna realizes that he has her friend Charlotte. Charlotte, and then all of a sudden she got real. Like all of a sudden she's ride or die. We got to go get Charlotte. Yeah. But all I, of all of a sudden I have a personality. Yes. <laughs> and so he says, "You need to meet me at the State Line parking lot." And there's a little diner in the parking lot. This scene didn't make sense to me. He caught makes a, caught a vibe. Gotta <laughs> gotta ride. <laughs> so weird so i want makes, y'all to get naked yes. i wrote i wrote this down i wrote down if we go in there dick's hanging <laughs> they're just gonna call the police 
I mean, best line of the movie. If we <laughs> go fun. in there, dicks hanging. Fellas, so, rusty now. <laughs> why Fellas, do- is it gay to order six cheeseburgers buck naked with your bro? <laughs> if I can't do that, we live in a society. <laughs> I don't want to live on this earth anymore. If I can <laughs> walk into a roadside diner naked and order half a dozen cheeseburgers. I don't understand why he wanted them to order that. But also, why did Varicose Vein stay in the car? Was that a part of the rules? Yes. Of- yes. She had to stay in the car. And so um, Lewis tells her, keep the car running. If shit goes down, if anything happens, honk the horn and peace out. She follows rules because yeah. that's what happens. So they go in, they sit at the counter. The waitress is unbothered. She's like, you want fries with that? Like She's she like, could care less. This is a Thursday. Like, <laughs> typical shift, like literally. Um, we do get to see Steve's on Paul Walker booty. I appreciated that. Yeah. Which probably saved it a little bit this movie a little bit yeah you know what i mean i was like okay i'm like all right i see what you're doing here i also i wrote down like because my roommate was like still watching this movie with me <laughs> and she said this looks like it's a hazing thing and then two minutes later the like restaurant worker says like is this a hazing like, <laughs> yes. yes like it looks like yeah it looks like it's like a frat like they're rushing or something yes <laughs> so rusty nail like his explanation is like make you as embarrassed as i was going to that hotel room and I'm just like that's not it's not the same thing Rusty okay I wrote this down because they said because he says now they know what it feels like to be the brunt of the joke like was did they think it'd be too on the nose for him to say now that it feels like what it's like to be the butt of the joke is that why he said the brunt of the joke I don't know that's it, it sounds it's odd it's odd and also like I'm always down for a petty bitch, but this is just ridiculous. Who's got the time? Yeah, because where is he where he can even get enjoyed enjoyment out of right? He can't see what's their happening. humiliation. Listen, Rusty Nail is a kinky fuck. <laughs> like that's he is. what it is. He can't see me sex he for needs, shit, but no, he, needs his, he needs his candy cane. <laughs> he needs to do bad like cv sex yeah like over the radio and he needs to see paul walker's ass like that's literally what it is. ass and and knocking jaws and cutting fingers and he loves him some saran wrap tape yes getting, all of those getting things. bitches taking names yes <laughs> pretty much and so now he varicose veins hong kong peace out because rusty comes over the cv starts talking shit now lewis and fuller are stranded so they have to hotwire a car to kind of find her they finally find her on the side of the road next to a cornfield avi it's a horror suspense movie you need a cornfield where's malachi yes <laughs> malachi I just he who ex- walks behind the rose I was expecting little blonde, blue-eyed children to walk out. And I was like, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) This just turned into a completely different movie. Um, Would have saved it. I'm just saying. 100%. So um, apparently 
Rusty Nail in his giant ass truck is hiding in the cornfield. I kept on thinking of that truck from Cars. Tomater? Yes. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking about. <laughs> and so they're like, oh shit, he's back. Um, and so for, they, they make them, he makes them get out of the car. He says a hundred feet up the road is something like you want to see or something so they go 100 feet up the road and then it's like headlights but not headlights it's airplane runway lights (laughs) and um so then they start running away from crazy truck man and so they're running through the cornfields which i'm like at some point like just duck and stop crawl real slow so you're not wrestling those the the stalks of corn like there is this is a really good opportunity for y'all to get away like you just got to be slow and methodical don't let him see any movement in the corn he won't know where to fucking find you right unless he takes the airplane lights (laughs) well well he does use the his little spotlight and stuff but even still i'm just like y'all are going about this all wrong although I did really really appreciate so they find like this this um it's not a rut a trench in the middle of the the cornrows and so they start running down the middle of it he's gaining on him gaining on him and then at the last minute they're all like okay drop and so they all lay in the ditch and he drives over them I was like that's a fucking brilliant plan now you need to execute the second part of the plan which is Number one, split up because he can't follow all of you at once. And number two, slow and methodically, like get, get to like a safe spot. He's not going to, the cornfield is huge. He's not going to be able to find you as long as you're not moving those fucking corn stalks. They don't follow that rule. Fuller goes off on his own. Um, Lewis is with Veracos veins and then they get split up and rusty finds varicose and and grabs her snatches her up and then like pieces out and fuller yells at lewis for losing varicose veins okay so i'm glad i didn't have a hemorrhage because i was like wait a minute i feel as if he just like watched her get snapped up and didn't do shit Mm -hmm. okay so yeah fuller did no 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 uh, are you talking about fuller yeah, I thought Fuller watched her get snatched and didn't do anything for a second. Like, I got confused because I stopped paying attention because I was over it. Um, <laughs> full disclosure. Um, I did I did also zone out a little bit. <laughs> no, I think it was just like, Lewis was attempting to find her, but he also didn't want to give away his location. So he yeah. was kind of trying to do it on the side. And I then, think yeah. Fuller was just in like, I don't know what he was field. doing. But for him to yell at his brother, that's not your girl. That's when they should have fought it out. Like before we go any further, I need to talk to you about why you're trying to snatch my girl up. Yeah. What's happening here? So now Rusty Nail has Venna and um, uh, they go back to the car and the car is now on fire. Pink champagne bottle is in the front seat. And the CB is, uh, Rusty's just chatting up a storm, says, I have Venna, you need to meet me at this motel. Or he said, a motel in like the next town. He's very vague. 
um, in room 17. Right. The same room member. Yes. Um, oh, I lied. This is when they hotwire the car. How the fuck did they get to her? Oh, no, they the, earlier. No, no, they. Oh, yeah, yeah. They no. the car burns up. And so they can't use the car. He tells them where to go. They go. I'm guessing they go back to like the diner area, wherever they were. And they find a bar. They hotwire the car. And then they go crazily looking at, there's like a million different hotel motels or whatever. And they finally get to the last place and find where she is. But the way that he's got her all rigged up. So yeah, they, they have, um, he uses saran wrap or like a plastic wrap type situation to wrap up. Then she, he nails the chair to the floor, which I appreciated because that's like always the first thing is like, they knock, they knock the chair over. over. Yeah. yeah. But they use the saran wrap instead of tape because they don't want to hurt. There's like, they don't want to keep on having the actress Lily having to keep on taking it off. And so they use saran wrap for that. Yeah. Cause I was like, that ain't tape. <laughs> And, and so now Venna is strapped via saran wrap to this chair that's nailed to the floor. Her hands are bound behind her back. She has saran wrap over her mouth and he places a shotgun in front of her with the trigger wrapped in saran wrap and then attached to the door. So if someone opens the door, it's going to pull the trigger and um, it's aimed directly at her head. And so the boys rush into room 17 coast is clear they're like what the fuck's happening um and so fuller runs out to investigate he's pretty smart about this he he like ducks under the window so no one can see him from like the next room over he's trying to figure out his play decides to go around to the back of the motel and try and look in the back windows to see if he can see what's going on he succeeds in his plan. He knows that um, she's next door in room 18, which happens to be the room they were in. Lewis gets a phone call and kind of puts that two and two together as well, because Rusty Nail is telling him like, oh, you like to listen last time, blah, blah, blah. So he kind of figures, oh, she's in room 18. And um, as Fuller is looking in the back, he like makes some noise and Rusty tries to snatch him through the window. So he breaks the window. They're, they're wrestling around behind the motel is just like junk. It looks so weird. It's like just old scrap metal and like paint cans and stuff. Does Rusty Nail not look like Vincent D'Onofrio from Men in Black when like he gets exposed? Yes. (laughs) Just a He's bit sugar water. <laughs> <laughs> he does a, a little bit. And um, Eric Roberts and Eric Stoltz were both up for this role. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Eric um, Roberts. Yes. Eric Stoltz can be creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Eric Stoltz. <laughs> He's just been murdered. <laughs> oh, well, you know what I'm thinking about? Just a side note is he played a serial killer on an episode, a few, as one or two episodes of Grey's Anatomy. And I was like, oh, he's creepy. I've never seen him play creepy, but he, he got it. He got it down. So Fuller and Rusty Nail are, are, are fighting. 
and um, Fuller flies back and gets impaled through the leg with a, a copper pipe. Um, I would have left hate, him there. I hate shit like that. Like I don't, <laughs> I have, <laughs> I, I'm fine with like stabbing, whatever, anything that resembles like a fish hook in any way. Cause I have an irrational fear of fish hooks. Oh, like I just can't. Didn't know that. It. Oh yeah. So Fuller is impaled through the thigh Oof. Rusty is like, and, and, um, oh no, I guess it's prior to him getting impaled through the thigh. He's he, Rusty now has him kind of in a headlock, has his mouth covered yes. because Lewis is trying to get into the door. Fuller wrestles away is like, don't open the door. Don't open the door. So Lewis stops props to Fuller. He's not, he's like now 98% dick. And Rusty flings him backwards and that's when he's impaled because now Rusty is like going after the door. What so I don't remember how Lewis actually gets into the room. Oh, he goes around back. Okay. So he goes around back. He sees his brother, sees the situation, hears him like crying, but then he has to go his brother Fuller says go and help varicose veins so he yes. goes to the window to help her but then he gets diverted again and he's like you know something he hears his brother screaming and he's still trying to get varicose veins out at the same time Popo shows up yep. knocking down all the doors and they catch Oh, crap. Because I, I feel like he goes to try to save her before the gun goes off. The cops do knock down the door, but just in time, he has already gotten her down to the floor so that the shot doesn't hit them. Which, why not just move the gun? <laughs> These are very good questions. The cops- why are you trying to yank nails out of the floor when you could just like boop? Even if the gun goes off, just like move it, like, yeah. hit it to the side. Like, that's all you need. And let me tell you, things don't look like, okay, this is where we get into the realm of this is white people shit, because there's no way Popo coming in, she up in saran wrap, guns going off, and he says, don't shoot, don't shoot, flies through the window like he's Neo in the Matrix to go get his his brother, and nobody shoots at him. Black man dead on arrival. I'll yes. tell you that. No yep. fucking way. A hundred percent. That's what I wrote. Like he just doesn't listen to the cops are t- screaming at him to get on the ground. Hands I was shocked behind that, his head. I was shocked cops even arrived to the scene. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, let's be honest. Well, I well, Rusty now, like as soon as he had varicose veins set up, he called and said multiple bodies at this motel blah 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 and just hangs up they do find the night shift this is when the night clerk yes is he's dead. dead yeah and i will say varicose veins trying to pull like the the tack nails out of the chair to try and get out like she's not but why drop the nails instead of using the nails to try to break through the goddamn plastic i think she was she was just nervous she kept dropping them bitch needed to die <laughs> No, no, varic- no varicose vein center to help clear this up. So now, yeah, it, 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 rules don't apply to Lewis. He just 
does not listen to the cops. He he jumps back out of the window. Fuller is hanging on the fence with the pipe still in his leg. And the 18 wheeler is behind them, question mark. Yeah, so he's like all the he's way. He's revving the engine. He's revving, he's coming for them. And they are trying to get out of the situation on the fence or wherever the, that weird, I don't know what that situation was. That's where the budget went, another line item. <laughs> so they finally get him off. And the popo show up, and again they don't shoot him. Yep. And he's like pulling the pipe out of Fuller's leg, and like, uh. so at the last minute, <laughs> Fuller is free. He is pipe penetrated free. free, pipe free. And so roll out of the way just as the eighteen wheeler plows through the fence that Fuller was hanging on, and, and now then the, the entire police- motel. Yeah, and the police are finally shooting at the man we can't see in the truck. And the truck goes right through everything. And somehow, even Veracruz Baines is still alive. And everything seems to, everybody seems to be fine. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, she should have been killed. There's no way. Um, and then you see them by like an ambulance. They seem to be okay. Well, so they, they you see Charlotte's okay. She's tied up in the back, but she's fine. Yeah. And you see like a bloody hand fall out of the truck. And so you're like, okay, bitch is dead. Bitch being rusty now. Um, he dead. We good. And then um, they're listening to... Or no, the cops come by and they're like, oh, we got, we got the guy. Yeah, they ask um, like if, if they got him or not. And they're like, yeah, he used to be an ice, he used to work for an icing company. And then it's like, they all have a connective dun, 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 ice. They remember their homeboy who got them the magic MasterCard and they're like, oh, he's still alive. And then Chris. The CB in the ambulance. Right, 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 right. And it's Rusty Nail, and he starts saying, I, I believe he said this line in the beginning. I'd have to go back to double check, but he said, Yes, he I'm does. Looking. Okay, so that that's how they confirm that it was him. Was I'm looking forward to the storms. They keep everyone inside and washes everything clean. End credits. And that is Joyride. All right. So before we get into our ratings, let's uh, go through some of the factoids we missed along the way. How are you doing, Zoe? You're good? I, I was going to say, it was such a bold move for them to end the movie like that. Being like, this movie's going to be a fucking hit. So we're just going to end it on like a weird cliffhanging type. Yep. So fun oh. facts. That's a great segue <laughs> to because three factories. different versions of the ending was shot. And in only one of them, he actually lived. So they chose the only ending where he lived. Bold. That was very so bold. bold, but maybe not so, so wrong because guess what? This movie spawned not one, but two sequels. We've got Joyride 2, Dead Ahead in 2008 and Joyride 3, 2014. Uh, Joyride 3 didn't even make a million dollars. This was not Paul Walker's first movie dealing with the the voice of Rusty Nail, which is Ted Levine. They were actually in the Fast and the Furious together in that same year. Oh, the first one. Yeah. I don't remember that. I'll have to. 
See, now, like, all these movies that are in our time frame, I'm like, I want to go back and rewatch, but I don't you can, because I want to have, like, fresh lens yes, when we get it, to it. Yeah. You could you could skip the first Fat and Furious. <laughs> well, you could skip it. We Because we know we're going to do all these movies eventually, it just feels weird to watch, watch them, them before their before, time. Yeah, because right, we, right, we right. want them to, like, it's such a great moment. Once we rewatch them, right, right, come back and we're like, oh, Jack. You need to make sure you have all the <laughs> thoughts in place. Yeah, no, for sure. Yes, but there's some that um, I can't help. Like I had to watch rewatch Hocus Pocus because that's my sister and I's. Like, I mean, but yeah, it. I mean, yeah. it's we're coming up on October. Like it's you just time. have it's to. It, it's season. It's one of those movies that that's okay. You you can I, rewatch it over and over. I try to. If it's one of my my usual suspects in like my movie rotation, that's cool. But if it's like legit something I haven't seen in a really long time and I still have like that nostalgia for the time and place I watched it, I try very much to hold off until we get to it on the podcast. Right. Joyride was renamed Road to Kill in the United Kingdom since taking a joyride is not the pleasant journey oh. it is in the States. Just, which, it's just Road to Kill, Jack. What did I say? Road to Kill. Oh, oh sorry. Road Kill. Road Kill. Um, which a joyride means the same thing here when someone steals a car and like takes it for a joyride. But I have they, heard that term. Before. But in, in in the UK, they don't just take it for a ride. They they obviously they steal your car. But a lot of times when they do jewel rides here, they leave your car in one piece. But in the UK, they set that shit on fire and dump the car. I I which I mean, we do that here too. You ever been to a football game? <laughs> like when I, when they win the Super Bowl? Like, yeah. Yeah. I true. mean, teach their own. Yeah. <laughs> Despite Rusty Nail being referred to as a psychotic killer in the film's description and synopsis, he's only shown to have killed two people, the night manager of the final motel and the person he puts his truck as a decoy body to escape justice. The Room 17 victim was still alive, though he had his lower jaw ripped out. And it is unclear where the ice truck driver died when Rusty Nail crashed through his truck with his own truck. <laughs> uh, yeah, he didn't have the numbers. He was not like it, this. A definitely, serial killer. Yeah, this no. definitely was not a slasher per se because we didn't mm-hmm. see the the actual violence of him killing people. It was just kind of the bodies left um, to be seen. Uh, something I thought was interesting was there were uh, about three references to Terminator in this movie. So Fuller tells Lewis that in a hundred years I'll be dead which is something Sarah Connor's co-worker and the Terminator told her. Um, she, it was a little similar in a hundred years, who's going to care. The second thing is the truck stop manager where Fuller and Lewis go inside naked was played by Robert Winley, the cigar biker in Terminator 2 Judgment Day, who encounters a naked Terminator. This was his final film before passing oh. away of brain cancer 16 days after this film's release. He probably saw the movie and said, okay, I'm going to head out. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> what if he's like, this is my final masterpiece? <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then the last thing was the truck stop waitress. She was played by Gwenda Deacon, who also played the night nurse in Terminator 2. Fascinating. So I, I don't know if it was the casting director or if it was just JJ and this other guy who really had a hard on for Terminator. I'm not mad at it because I love Terminator myself. 
um, Toby Maguire was considered for the role of Lewis. <laughs> Anytime Toby Maguire is considered for the role of anything, I just I shake my head. I give it a for side the eye. Paul Walker role. <laughs> yes. Come on. <laughs> And according to Steve Zahn in the audio commentary, the, the first scene inside the motel room where Lewis and Fuller are listening through the wall was actually shot on a set built inside a former aircraft hangar, the same hangar where Howard Hughes built the Spruce Goose. Ooh, interesting. One thing that we don't have in our notes here is that I know that JJ is a huge fan of Steven Spielberg. And you've seen it in a lot of his other works, but he definitely was inspired, whether he says it or not, by one of Steven Spielberg's earlier movies called Duel, um, which has similar premises. It's it's about a car. (laughs) There's some trucks. There's some stuff in it. Um, So I thought that was interesting, but he definitely did not go in the good direction as Steven Spielberg's movie did. So sorry, JJ. I love you still. And Lily Sobieski was either 17 or 18 at the time of filming. And so she's not shown drinking anything at the bar because it's considered underage in the U.S. Like anybody was like, wait a minute, Lily was pretending to be drinking in this movie, but she was really like, nobody gave a damn. Y'all were really paying attention to the wrong things. You put her in panties at the beginning of the movie. Exactly. But But drinking is the line. line. Yeah. I I can excuse sexualization of minors, but I draw the line at underage alcohol drinking. A hundred (laughs) percent. And um, Ted Levine wasn't actually brought in until post-production to provide Rusty Nail's voice. And physically, Rusty Nail is played by the hulking actor Matthew Kimbrough. That is so and, funny. Like picturing right? them picturing them filming it. And it's just like, they're like, hello, Rusty Nail. And they're just like, <laughs> like waiting for the line to be fed back to them. Like, or that's some really poor funny. PA like Candy Cane. <laughs> <laughs> I would have died. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get paid enough for this. And <laughs> neither were credited for their work of Rusty Nail. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be credited. <laughs> I wouldn't I mean, want that Ted, on my resume. Ted Levine's voice is so iconic and distinguishable. Like it's just, you hear it, you immediately know who it is. So I think that out of everything in this movie, like that is the best choice that was yeah. made in this entire movie. That's where the $20 million budget. That's it, 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 <laughs> Ted Levine was play, paid $23 million for an uncredited rusty nail roll. <laughs> there was at least one version in which Charlotte is actually killed by Rusty. An article about the film published in Fangoria number 207 included a picture showing Fuller in a motel room looking at Charlotte's dead mutilated body on a bed. This scene was filmed during reshoots and it was part of one or more new endings. It wasn't included with other deleted scenes and alternate endings, which were released on the DVD. Interesting. So there were actually four endings, technically. That's like. that's where the budget went, making these false endings for no right? reason. It's like Clue. You get, Every time <laughs> you go to the movie, the theater, you get a different ending. 
Um, and lastly, Lewis drives a 1971 Chrysler Newport, his beater car to go get his lady love. I feel like that was just for Ken. <laughs> Jackie's husband, because clearly I was like yellow car. <laughs> That's it. All right. We've done joyride, ladies. We've done joyride. I'm going to start with you, Zoe. What would your rating be? So I'll remind you, would buy it, would buy it again, five-day rental, two-day rental, or same-day rental? Same-day rental. I'm sorry. <laughs> this movie is such a pass. Like, it, it didn't even, like, like, yeah, it was, like, uh, some funny things on, like, some parts, like, because Steve's on and, like, stuff like that. But, like, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no need to apologize. Jackie? I keep waffling back and forth. <laughs> my heart says five-day rental, but my head says two-day rental. So I'll go with two-day rental. I- I'm sorry. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe has left the building. What? Where, where is this? Where is this five-day Where is this rental? delusion? <laughs> I, just, I, I enjoy bad movies okay yeah like some like this wasn't even like a redeemable bad movie it was just bad like it wasn't like so bad it's good (laughs) i enjoyed it i i mean i do i wish there were more victims absolutely kill charlotte i would all these kill all these bitches (laughs) yeah everyone could have died in the movie yeah that that would have been a great ending please get rid of varicose veins yeah like i wasn't sad it was a really suspenseful scene just because like shotgun to anyone's head is suspenseful, but would I have missed her when she was gone? No, no, no. I just, I enjoy like a shitty horror movie from time to time. Well, um, I, I also bet the nostalgia factor that does play into it. And it's Paul like, Walker and Steve it. Zahn. So like, yeah. I enjoy them. Um, I, like I said, I, uh, Ted Levine's voice, like, does it for me as, as Rusty now. So it does have, have like bits and pieces where, I mean, once a year throw it on during spooky season, you know, like, (laughs) yes, I respect your decision. I respect (laughs) it. I'm going with the same day rental. Yeah. I'm never watching this again. (laughs) When we do enjoy ride too, Danielle. Never. I was so fucking happy when I looked up these movies and they were outside of our time period. We ain't never doing Joyride on this again. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. We we getting off this ride. Hell yeah. I'm not paying for the ticket. I'm not on the, I'm not on, I'm not on it. You're hopping on that plane. Yes. (laughs) Anywho, Zoe, we're so happy to have you on you're like our new kid sister we're very excited i'm so sad this is over i know we've been recording for almost three hours why don't you tell our wonderful listeners how they can find your socials and your and hang out with you online and be online friends with you like us sure yeah so if you want some more pop culture in your life from past and present just more nostalgia entertainment that type of whole deal you can find me at some like it pop just all one word on tiktok twitter instagram pinterest you can find my youtube zoe some like it pop uh you can go to some like you can read my blog posts i do more deep dive essay type articles into 
topics about entertainment, pop culture, politics, social media, all that type of stuff. I've recently, I, I did an article about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls. <gasps> if you saw that tweet that she did about COVID misinformation. Yeah, so I did that, <laughs> but I also I, I write, do album reviews and um, on my YouTube channel, I've recently now been doing where I read my, my blog posts for my video uh, nice viewers. So for people who just want to listen to it and maybe you don't want to sit down and read, I will do it for you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then you can always uh, hit me up DMs if you ever have anything you want me to do. But yeah, somelikeitpop.com. Nice. And as always, if you guys have any feedback on this episode or any of our other episodes and you just want to give us props, you want to complain, you want to give us notes, you want to say we said something wrong, whatever, we'll take it. <laughs> Hit us up at No More Late Fees on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. And you can give us a call, give us a ring on our Google Voice number. Yes. Uh, drop a line at the quick drop. It is 909-601-NMLF, 909-601-6653. Like Danielle said, anything that's on your mind, we're not picky. We'll put you in a future episode. So please call us. <laughs> yes, call us. And if you're international, because we are worldwide, baby, uh, you can leave a voice message on our anchor page, which you can find on a link from our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, and you'll be able to reach us at our anchor page and leave a message. And <laughs> if you love this podcast as much as we love entertaining you, um, please head to Apple and leave us a five-star review. And we appreciate everything that you guys are doing for us and, and joining us. It's just been so fantastic. How Absolutely. else can how else can they help the podcast, Jackie? Well, if you really, really, really like us and you've already left us a review and we appreciate you so much, head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash no more late fees. You can get exclusive content, stickers, ask me anything, polls, bonus videos, live, Spotify playlists. It's happening on Patreon. I'm we're just having, saying. We're having a good time. It's, we it's, are. It's definitely, you want to be our Patreon besties for sure. I just now, as you're talking, I just signed up for your uh, oh, here. So I'm also, sweet. I'm also on Patreon at some, yes. patreon.com slash some like it pop. You will get early access to my blog posts and videos and suggest content for me to talk about. And yeah, check it Same out. Check, check, yes. check it out. Since this is our first movie in spooky season, we're going to continue the trend. Stay tuned for next week where we will be talking about the movie Halloween H2O, getting ready for Halloween Kills that's coming out very soon. We're very excited. We are. And anything with Jamie Lee Curtis is amazing. <laughs> I can't wait. And as always, be kind and rewind. <laughs>